The Side Characters Podcast are not experts. These are just our own personal experiences and opinions. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Side Characters, a podcast where we talk about cultural diversity in nerd culture. I'm Jordan. I'm Leah. And how's it going, Leah? Oh, you know. You know, the pandemic is great. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not going to come out until, oh, maybe two months into the pandemic. But everybody knows it's the start of the yep. pandemic for us. And, and we're all having a great time. And by then, I will be in full radar gear, probably burning down some stores and looting. So it's going to be fun. Can't wait. Yeah, and, and just just so everybody knows, even though you're not going to hear this for several months, we didn't mean to release the start of the episode during the pot during the pandemic. We had this planned for months, so don't <laughs> you are us. so self conscious about that. <laughs> I don't want to be a meme. Uh, anyways, so Leah, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Have you ever been fighting an unholy demon knight and he pulls out a sword and then stabs you directly in the stomach because you're, you know, only wearing a bikini in the middle of war? Oh my god, it's happened to me so many times. <laughs> yes, and today we are talking about female armor and costuming. Everybody's favorite. So, <laughs> I mean, my favorite is, like, when we first came up with the idea, it's like, the thing that came to my mind immediately was soul caliber and more specifically ivy in soul the classic the classic (laughs) now everybody giving everybody a little bit of context this is one of the few games we both played during (laughs) high school i owned it we played soul caliber two was it two yeah, no, it, was it wasn't two. It was, it was two. not two. It well, was yeah. not two. It was whatever. It was on GameCube. Yes, it was that number two on GameCube. I mm, I don't believe because... that, but we can debate <laughs> this another time. No, no, no. I'm looking it's this up. Soul Calibur 2. You're right, it's Soul Calibur 2. <laughs> yeah, dude. And after okay. a mild debate, we are back. Um, We're old. <laughs> yeah. It's oh been a long God, time. My God. Okay. So yeah, we yes, used to so play Soul Calibur 2 a lot. We bet we played Soul Calibur, and we're going to talk about the classic offender, Ivy, who... Wears nothing. Who, anybody who hasn't played has a fantastic white pixie cut, has a sword that segments Which is like Her sword is really cool. Thing. Let's not be her against her because really of the sword. Her sword is really cool, but super impractical for the fact that she basically wears half a bra and a really deep, like, thong situation going on. And it's like a romper, but else. worse. It's it's basically nothing. Uh, yeah, I, 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 it's hard to describe how bad it is. Her boots are more clothing than her outfit is. How much baby powder do you think she has to wear to keep that from riding up on her? Well, she probably uses other things. She probably uses tape. But oh, yeah, know. it's it makes absolutely no sense. Her outfit makes absolutely no sense. And with how her sword works, it makes even less sense. It's just like her boobs are basically covered by one strand of cloth. She's got like, ugh, it just... Every bit, bit about that costume is uncomfortable. And it's unfortunate because one of her alternative costumes is one where she's wearing like an admiral's uniform, which is yeah. actually really good. Yeah, it's a really cool costume. But the stock standard, the one that you start with, is her wearing nothing. Yeah, she's just 
We're nothing. And for even more context, this is also the game where all the male characters are wearing a lot of clothing or like, you know, fancy clothing. We got Keelik wearing his parachute pants and his Except like Except for vest. Valdo. We, v- we but Valdo's not a person. That Valdo's, Valdo's an exception to the rule and everybody goes, <laughs> he, yeah. Valdo, Valdo's just gross in general. I don't even like, but then like the main like villain slash character in it, um, Siegfried slash Nightmare, he's wearing full suit of armor. Mits, uh, what's his name? Mitsurugi? Yeah. Yeah. Samurai. Yeah. But then the female characters, it's not just Ivy who's the offenders. One of the other characters I remember distinctly is uh, Sofitia, I believe is how you say her name. And she is wearing like an inspired Greek Macedonia, like Alexander the Great type little dress that's basically made of white cloth which so it's like linen and it's supposed to be like greek inspired with like gladiator boots and like it's it's got no coverage it's got it's uh yeah it's it's basically true straps of cloth over her boobs and a small skirt and in some versions it's slightly better than that but most of the time, you can see her boobs, good view the side boobs, and almost every single fight, you get to see what's underneath the skirt because it's a piece of cloth. So, yeah, she's almost as bad, and yeah. So yeah. what we're trying to say is neither of these work as actual designs because that that type of inspiration could have drawn from excellent, excellent armor from actual history. Yeah, but instead we get most of the female characters either wearing like, you know, impractical stuff for a fighting tournament or they got the jiggle physics just bouncing all up and down on them boobs. Yeah, we're going to we're going to deal with we're going to talk about that at some point today. So, (laughs) yeah, we'll we'll get there. So, (laughs) Leah, like what I guess what's another example for you that is like impractical or bad female design or female costuming in any of that? Well, it's actually harder for me to think of examples, surprisingly, because it's just everywhere. So when you ask a woman, I've had this problem before on this podcast where I'm like, you ask me to come up with examples. It's quite hard because... It's everywhere, and so it's hard to be like, oh, I remember a specifically bad one. But, like, there's no body types that were similar to me growing up. You never saw women who were curvy and just, it was, yeah, it's it's not great for if you want to look like a specific person, particularly since I grew up in the 90s, which was still the, like, supermodel skinny era, and then you went into... Now where it's like impractical, skinny, like you have to have both boobs and but but you also have to be extraordinarily skinny. It's it's pretty crazy. Um, so like for me, all I saw were people who looked like Catwoman and Black Widow who were wearing skin tight spandex, usually were blonde, skinny nothing like I could ever look and like there's multiple versions of Catwoman Catwoman and none of them are ones that I could look like and it's yeah it's just really hard when they're literally everywhere everywhere but it's yeah it's just every video game most of the women are in proportional like you look at growing up with Barbie like there's it's it makes no sense and the clothing is generally doesn't match the situation 
I remember specifically being extraordinarily pissed off uh, with uh, Zero Suit Samus. Don't know about you, but I was pissed off with Zero Suit Samus because Samus is a character who actually is like a good female character, except for that whole thing where they remove her and she's in her underwear in the first game. But there's like, it's it's a woman inside a practical suit of armor. And then they decided to make her a character in Smash Brothers where she doesn't have her armor and she's in a skin tight bodysuit. And I'm like, yeah, is that necessary? Is it really necessary? <laughs> if she's going to fight, she's probably going to be in a better in a better designed suit than that. Like if she's going light. So, yeah. Yep. No, I, I get you. And as my... Now, I, I really do get you on that stuff, especially because it's it's different for me because, A, I'm not female, as most of you noticed by now. Um, but so I've, I've grown up just seeing all that. And because it's all in, like in most video games, like the bad female costume, like I grew up, we played Soul Calibur. To me, I mean, I was innocent, sweet baby boy. I was like, OK, that's weird. Like, why do they all have to be overly sexy? But it started to become normalized for me as a kid like i saw it's like okay this is just how it looks in video because this is how it's gonna be and it didn't really like truly like click and make a difference in my head until i think high school and then moving on towards college and of recent i was playing an mmo game with my friend um called tara and tara first of all it's just it's i am not really an mmo person so bear but every single almost almost i'll give them like maybe like five percent of the female costume is okay but almost every single bit of the female costume is pretty much like a lot of skin showing just enough to cover the boobs and the crotch just so it's not scandalous and like you know it's not bad quote-unquote bad but like almost every single bit of armor is a a bikini with frills and like even this badass general that they present in the game like she's like super cool like the stoic general lady her costume um she pretty much she has sleeves and pants and then everything else except for her nipples are is uncovered and it's like well dang and it's just like okay so you have your general of the army and and then like and then i guess show the other side of it we're like yes there are some of the male characters like they show the midriff they show there's rippled abs ah muscle and but they'll have like you know thicker armor but for a lot of the female characters and i can probably post some links to this when we post the episode a lot of female characters are wearing close to nothing and that was a game let me ask let me ask you jordan are the men wearing cod pieces to enhance their genitalia let me see um some of them actually because some of them might be but it's not at the same rate no it's it's no and as i said like 10 percent of the female costumes are probably fine and then the other like 90% is bad, but then it's also like the body types for both men and women are all like that standardized singular skinny with the, like quote unquote sexy body type for both sides. And it's just like, why, why is it even necessary? Like if you're going to be a like Eldritch Knight or whatever the class was, would you really just be wearing metal covers over your nipples and crotch? It may be like an arm guard, or would you be decked out in armor to fight, like I said at the beginning, a freaking demon knight? It's just, it's it's bad. And it was the game, because I, I did, I played female the game. I mean, I played a tiny cat girl, which they're the only ones who get fine armor, because they're, they're like, shown as children, so we can't make children look sexy. 
but but like yeah. I played I played female then when I switched to be like one of the not children I was like I can't I can't play this because I'm not wearing anything and I don't like I don't like it it's bad it's all bad and well that brings us to like why why is what we're talking about significant at all and generally my conclusion your conclusion is that this has an impact on how people perceive their own body image and representation like that's that's important to talk about and uh particularly too like the characters are being created for the male gaze which is a term we'll define later for you but it's it's yeah it's the idea that how people are portrayed as we've talked about previously impacts how you perceive them and how you perceive yourself and I know, like I said, I wasn't really able to connect with, like, that side to see the same arguments when I was growing up. But, like, think about it for the men of you, the men of you out there. Think about it this way. Like, you see all of these commercials, all these, like, superhero characters, all of them are ripples, like, tough, big abs. If they were wearing nothing all of the time, wouldn't that make you feel bad about your body? Like, sometimes I look at Captain America and then I look down at my around a little belly and it's like well i'll never be like that and then you also yeah. get that perspective it's like this is what the world wants me to look like and now think about this that think about that just always being the norm for every single thing you watch or play was that it's, okay it's <laughs> persistent yes that it was that was very good and it also like extends to the same thing too is that you may not realize that you may expect your women to look like that they may that may be what you start to expect them to look like and that's not realistic so i don't know if yeah, this is a space it. or not but like that's the thing that always gets me is the guys who like play a lot of these things they expect their women to look like you know the sexy slender body whatever and then they're sitting there with like a beer belly and like hair everywhere like yes look sexy for me and it's like mm. yeah no that's that's a thing that happens that is that is important to point out that we there it does not go both ways no. usually um yeah but like where do games go wrong when it comes to female characters and design let's let's get into that let's get in <laughs> to how this is wrong and i'm gonna i'm gonna give you a little bit of an anatomy lesson so <laughs> female female boobs let's talk about breasts well they obviously the like stand straight up and are always held up like perfectly and then they bounce oh, yeah, around like when course. you walk they like fling around like amazingly uh-huh uh-huh yeah yeah that's what happens so breasts are designed differently for everyone they're not consistent they have variation they don't all stand up it's not a thing that just when you get older they droop it can be different for everybody everybody's moves and breasts are very different to each other. And the consistency at which they're shown in video games is astounding and not realistic at all. Um, I would, yeah. So, but also I want to point out is that the larger your breasts get, the more they have a physical effect on your body. Which is something that I remember telling you and <laughs> surprised the heck out of you is that women get breast reductions. Mm. That's a thing that happens. I, mean, I knew that because, because basically it can give you back problems. It can cause back problems. And that's why women get rest reductions is that it weighs down on your body so much that it hurts. And just like 
I remember uh, going on a wooden roller coaster for the first time oh, after no. my boobs grew in, and they it hurts. It hurts to move around and not have and not have your uh, your breasts controlled. And that's the thing is that a lot of people don't realize that many women when they go to the gym they won't just wear one sports bra; they will wear two if they have large breasts because they literally the one will not can will not keep their boobs from moving around so much that it hurts like it will physically hurt you and it's painful and frustrating and it's basically like getting small slaps in the dick multiple times is the equivalent i'm gonna give because if your boobs are moving around that much it's it really hurts and so you have to buy multiple pieces of clothing to be able to strap them down to make it not hurt. So I first want to say to the audience, uh, the part that I was surprised by was the very last part that she said, not the reduction thing. I just, I'm not entirely no. stupid. I just want you people no, to yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. A lot of, a lot of women I know wear multiple sports bras to make it easier because literally uh, all these women in video games having their boobs out would just oh it would be such a nightmare it would be a nightmare the only way that it would be comfortable is to strap those things down because like otherwise you're gonna feel like crap you're gonna feel like crap all the time <laughs> and many guys don't realize that is that it 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 hurts it hurts and then we get in the the portrayal i guess portrayal in video games with how they just are dancing around on screen. I will again say yeah, with the jiggle physics, physics. It's it's weird. Physics, and bad. It's funny that some games have talked about the fact that they prioritize boob physics over like they say that women's bodies are harder to portray, but they add in goddamn boob physics. You don't need that. Just saying, most warriors would probably strap down their boobs because they don't want that boob that jiggling going on. That's not a thing. That's not a thing. No one wants their boobs to bounce around. I'm sorry, because it's like it's like being smacked steadily in the chest. No. No. Let's that I I just have to stress this to people <laughs> that you may not get it as a man, but you wear those like I want like if you really need to test this, wear either those fake boobs or get a pair of pantyhose, put some beans in it or some rice in it. And walk around all day with those strapped to your chest and then bouncing around. Just, it's going to be annoying and painful. So most women would be like, let's strap that shit down. <laughs> and so why are boob physics important when your boobs should be strapped down and not moving anywhere? Because why would you want them to? Yeah, I mean. It's the same. It's, it's literally the same with why it doesn't make sense that all these superheroes are not allowed to put their hair in ponytails. Like, that's another thing that... It's just, it bothers the heck out of most women because, like, why would you want your hair in your face? Why are men who have long hair allowed to put their hair up and women aren't allowed to put their hair up ever? Like, it makes no sense. It's the same thing. You don't want that in your face. You're fighting. Why would you want your hair in your face? I mean, I, the, no one knows what I look like, but I don't, I've never experienced hair in my face ever before. So I would not know what that's like either way. It's. It's, I don't it's, think it's I can have hair on my face unless I do dreads. No. And I'm not doing yeah. dreads. Sorry, it's, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the rampage. No, but this is just a thing. It's, it's a it's thing. It's an infuriating topic, really, though. Like That people need to understand about how women's bodies work. And it's, yeah, it's annoying. 
But yeah, that's your anatomy. And that's uh, I think a thing that games get really wrong. And I guess a lot of, and we'll get to this a little bit later and we keep saying that. But a lot of games I think they go for a sexy character rather than a practical character. But then we're also seeing a lot of the singular standardized body type in video games. Especially when it comes to women, you get that singular like we talked about before, that slender build where big boobs, big butt, slender build, and that's what you get. Especially Yeah, it's kind of like the games. Mercy Overwatch. Yeah. yeah. The Mercy Overwatch thing is is a thing where you get the same build. Or you get ex like if you have an alternative, it would be an extra masculine masculine women women. Looking like Zarya. Yeah. Well, no, Zarya is a bit different for me because she still is portrayed as a woman. Often the masculine women are almost never shown as being women. Zarya mm-hmm. is just muscular. Yeah, I think fuck. that's I like her. Kind of like what we were saying. I think maybe was that last week or two weeks ago, where I was saying like when they do have like a like strong female character, that a lot of the portrayals is just being a man in like a female form is pretty much how they portray. It's yeah. Like they're just buff, pretty much a man, but they're somehow yeah it's just it's, it's not it's not the same as strong showing an actual strong female character and some of these body types are basically following that barbie principle where they're not physically possible yeah. in realist in real world like it makes no sense no makes no sense not in the least yeah. bit and we've already slammed on about useless armor like armor only covering small percentages of the body like i said just a little bit over the nipples a little bit over the crotch and you're naked but, you know, you still yeah, have, wow. like, a hundred, hundred armor class, and you're fine, like, you bouncing off damage. Like, what are they, just shooting you in the nipples? It's like, what's happening? Yeah. I'm thankful that I just played Dragon Age Inquisition, because they have that fun quest where you can find basically what it is. It's, it's a fragment of inadequate chainmail. And what it is, is it's a person who's riddled with arrows. You find a skeleton riddled with arrows <laughs> wearing a chainmail so bikini. And then you can take it back, and they're like, Really? And then you get this amulet from it. They take the enchantment out of it. And it's literally called like a fashion mistake. And it, <laughs> it it's a horrible amulet that drops all of your stats down oh to gosh. like negative 100%. And it's like, I appreciate that little that little cue because Dragon Age actually has some decent armor costumes. It's like useless armor. Why? Why? None of this makes any sense. None of it makes any sense for like any type of class. Like yeah it, it doesn't make any sense like ah, uh, just just the type of armors like if we're talking about different classes of armor heavy armor you should also still be wearing heavy armor like you should be wearing the same thing full suits of armor and light armor like roguey type things you should still be wearing like full, yeah, armor. full leather armor or something that doesn't yeah. make a lot of sound like you're not just wearing nothing and yeah and then but we'll have like games where you can play as both the male or female, but you be the same character. Like, um, for my example, Fire Emblem Three Houses, where you were in both situations, male or female, you were still Byleth, but you were a d- different. You were male or female. You weren't like the same. Yes, yes, whatever. But the costuming was different for both characters. Like the man, he was wearing pretty much a suit of armor, like a suit with armor on arms, legs. Like he looked. He's completely covered, not a bit of skin showing except for his face. But the woman character is wearing leggings, a short skirt. Um, she's got like this weird polo shirt crop top thing with a little bit of armor on her. And it's like, they're the same exact character, so why aren't they wearing the same thing? Mm-hmm. 
And yeah. like I've seen pictures where they fix the armor, and they show her wearing the same thing. Well, were artists, not the actual game, fix the armor, show them wearing the same thing, but they gave her a completely different outfit set. And this happens a lot in games where you can choose different, like, oh, you can choose to be male or female. And like, but no, the female still gets to wear quote unquote sexy armor while the male gets to be decked out in whatever the hell he wants. And it's it's weird. Yeah, the pants versus skirt phenomenon is just oh so frustrating, considering the fact that most women would not want to wear it like so there are some advantages to wearing skirts on a hot day it's an advantage but there's also the fact of chafing <laughs> chafing sucks and pants are gonna be your best option in many things for versatility and like you want your skirt getting stuck on something do you want to be worried about that while you're fighting no it's the same with hair it's literally like you just think about the fact you're fighting a person this is this is all this episode's gonna boil down to you're fighting a person <laughs> Do you want them to be able to grab you by the hair? Do you want your boobs bouncing around and hurting you in addition to them? Do you want your skirt going around something that they can grab? No, strap that shit down. <laughs> like, no loose fabric, wear pants. Just, yeah, comfortable. But really, though, because you'll see... Like, even in self-defense, even in self-defense lessons, they'll tell you to keep, like, your hair either short or your hair tied up because that gives someone, if you have long hair, something to grab. And if you have yeah. someone grabbing you by the hair, you're going to, they can do a number to your neck. And that's one of the things that yeah. you want to protect. So. <laughs> it's the same with what Edna Mode said. No capes. No capes. <laughs> no capes. No, no capes. You can try skirts if you want, if you, but, like. Most of the skirts they have are very impractical and just make no sense. <laughs> Recently, in D&D, &D, to show that a character was crazy, I had them wearing a dress in battle. Just like full, like well, full gal flowing dress and her hair was all the way down. To I forgot I even did that. To specifically show that she was crazy. She didn't wear armor. She wore a dress and had her hair long. Ah. And so I was like. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like, lastly, let's talk a little bit about other problems with costumings let's talk about some cultural stereotypes oh that go down <laughs> yeah so i don't know if you know this but black women are almost never represented in games they are one of the least represented <laughs> yep. both in television and in video in television movies and in games <sighs> which that fact frustrates me so much um but in addition when they are in video games, they're almost exclusively given the alternative skin option of, like, a tribal Amazonian person. Now, if you want an example, I suggest you go and look up um, Resident Evil 5. What's the character's name again? Shiva. Hi. S-H-E-V-A, Shiva. Yeah, look up, look up her skin. Well, look okay, up her alternative on, on, costume. Because if you just type in Shiva, you'll get an okay costume. And, like, it's fine. Yeah. But look up her, her I guess, leopard. Tribal. tribal it's or called leopard Tribal. Yeah, it's and her clubbing costume, too, really. But uh, her tribal costume is just, just downright offensive. It's offensive. And incredibly rude and yeah if you go to google yeah. and type in shiva tribal costume it will be the first thing that pops up and it actually got flack it, from many people saying that it was straight up racist it like, oh, yeah, she's is. black There's... so of course she'll wear the tribal outfit of course yeah which this isn't the only time this happens this has happened in multiple different scenarios and 
often gets happens in movies and stuff like that and where black women get pigeonholed into this tribal warrior um idea and it's not the only cultural stereotype but it's one that i find particularly frustrating yeah. I mean, we we could we could definitely go ahead and say we find it particularly frustrating. Yes. I can't yes. see me going on. It's like, oh no, it's fine. So, I love it. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, let's uh let's move on yes, to please, a <laughs> not happier subject, but a different subject, which is this podcast uh, isn't happy, Leah. We're not allowed to be happy. It's not happy. It's not happy. <laughs> it's sarcastic and filled with sass. That's what we're aiming for. But the other thing we should talk about is sexualization of the female form. You got, okay, no, 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 no. You got to say the whole title of that mouthful of a sentence. Oh, why? Okay. <laughs> Misappropriation of empowerment, sexualization of the female form. This is, I wrote that. The, the, the words were so long. When I was trying to review this, I'm like, oh my God, I can't say this. It's so long. <laughs> Do games design armor specifically to make characters look sexy? And Leah can tell you about the male gaze. Well, we both agree that yes, yeah. they do. They do it Play terror, to really. sexualize <laughs> to sexualize women, and yeah, and that leads us to like some pretty descriptive context, which I'm going to give you the definitions for, which is the idea of the male gaze. So basically, the definition of the male gaze is an act of depicting women and the world. In visual arts and in literature, from a masculine, heterosexual perspective that presents and represents women as sexual objects for the pleasure of the male viewer. In the visual and aesthetic presentations of narrative cinema, the male gaze has three perspectives. That that of the man behind the camera, that of the male characters within the film's cinematic representations, and that of the specter, spectator gazing at the image. That's the idea, is that the male gaze is the idea that all of this is depicted for men, particularly heterosexual men, to ogle female bodies, to look at them. The women are treated as objects to be fawned over, to be represented, and it leads to a bit of what we can also define as voyeurism, which is sexual interest in or practicing watching other people engaged in intimate activities. Such as undressing, sexual activities, and other actions usually considered to be in uh, private nature. Now, people generally think of that as like peeping toms, yeah. but you can also go into that as how that's used a lot in cinematography as like how women's bodies are framed. Now, I don't know if you've ever thought about this, Jordan, but the idea that when you look at a woman's body for the first time, generally, do you see her entire body at once? Are you Do you think about that? Are you saying, like, when I walk up to a person and look at them? No, no, no. In oh, movies. Okay. In yeah, movies, as I say, it's like, yeah, the dude, way, Yeah, in movies, no, it's... <laughs> in ways, the classic idea is that female bodies tend to be broken up, which is that you have long pans up. Yes. And that, like, you break up, like, there's an, I can't even remember the name for it, but you break up the female form where you don't see their entire body at once. And that's a form of voyeurism, where it's like, you're breaking them down, not even to full human, you're breaking them down into parts. And yeah, so that's the, the male gaze. And like, we can, we can, we can show this in classic ways of like, how, how you've seen everybody, I assume, has seen the image of like, the Avengers with their role switched in body positioning yes. where it's a photo of the Avengers and they swap black widow's position for 
how males are represented and all the males with how the female, how Black Widow is represented. And it's basically butts forward, chest forward, sexy hand positions, rotations, like how the body is represented is just like completely different. And that's an idea of the male gaze and voyeurism is yeah. it. So how you view women is completely different than how men are viewed. Yeah. yeah. And I guess, I mean, I mentioned this again last episode. Um, if you, there is a set of movies where you can look and see, like, it's superhero movies where you can actually look and see the difference between of a movie shot by a male director where you get a lot of the male gaze and then you can see the difference in by a female director and it's not, like, it's not the same thing. Go watch Suicide Squad and then watch the Birds of Prey movie. You will see the, like, direct yeah. difference between a male and female director, the male gaze versus just shooting a movie well. And yeah, it's yeah, it's kind of gross. <laughs> well, and it's an example was brought to me recently, actually, and we've talked about Transformers Ugh, before, yep. and how it Michael Bay is literally the worst male gaze ever. He how he films women is atrocious. Yep. It's the classic car scene with her bent over the hood fixing that <sighs> stuff. That's the idea of the male gaze. Like that is it right there. She's being sexualized. And actually, I can't even remember which podcast it's from. I will find it for us and have it in the comments below. But a friend pointed out she listened to a podcast that if you read just the script of Transformers, it's actually a decent feminist work. Really? <laughs> she has a Yeah. She, so she has a job that's not traditionally female. She is like she stands up for herself. Like there's a bunch of features. If you just look at the writing, it's not bad. Okay. But the fact is was, that Michael yeah. Bay transforms it. Yeah, it, it was filmed awful, by Michael Bay, awful. so of course it's bad. <laughs> yeah, and I will find the podcast so we can have it in underneath in a description for this episode. But like, yeah, the, if you compare how it's written to how it's filmed, it's just it's just an example of how women are treated as objects. And that's also like we're talking specifically about cinema because that's where it's been addressed most. But the same thing gets replicated in video games. The long pan up. That's a classic example. You don't get that with guys like ever. But it's that long pan up over their entire body. And the uh, example of like how you shoot women upstairs. Like Jordan, I think you, you told me about one specifically that the angle at which you sometimes see women in video games climbing upstairs oh, is an upskirt. Yep. Like why, why do we need to upskirt women? Look up their, look up their skirts in case you don't know. What yeah, I feel, I feel uh, like while they're climbing stairs. <laughs> yeah. But while they're climbing stairs, why is that necessary? Like absolutely. Why is that necessary? It, it makes me think of one of my favorite mangas and say, I love you where someone does that. And then the girl kicks him in the face. Like that's what should happen. The viewer should be kicked in the face. Like, yeah, it's it's all bad. <laughs> do you have any other Do you have any other comments, or are you just left stunned at this point and saddened? It's a little bit of like I, like I said, I didn't really, really see it growing up because like it's all it was everywhere, so it was normalized to me. But like I'm 28 now, and I see like especially going back and looking at older works, I'm seeing a lot of it. It's like, oh wow, that was bad, and oh that character was a straight up sexist. And and seeing movies like The Birds of Prey, where it's like we get the characters like yeah, there's scenes where they're sexy or whatever, but it's like it's a different portrayal of that sexiness than it is like 
when they're specifically trying to be sexy rather than, oh, this character's just walking. Let's look directly at their butt. And just realizing how many butt shots, upskirts, like directly, like where the camera's angle to specifically show cleavage, like the difference between that and like other works. And it's like, geez, guys, come on. Keep it in your pants. It's, it's, it's atrocious. And like you could consider, like I remember growing up, the um, Dead or Alive series, which is just an entire shit show on itself and should be. But uh, I played Dead or Alive Beach Volleyball. Did you know Oh that? my god, really? Game. Yeah, my uh, I knew someone who owned it and I played <laughs> it. And uh, did not at the time realize how awful it was until I thought back on it. I mean, that was one where like, like so innocent me didn't play because so it was normalized. just like so like, oh my god. It's so normalized. It's an entire game where the point is to auger women in bikinis. Yeah, and every shot that they get. Actually, there's a Bernie Mac episode where his son is playing that game, and he's like, oh, my God, what is this trash? Because, like, every shot, they, like, jump up and, like, will kick and, like, specifically jiggle their boobs up. And it's like, what's the point yeah. of this? Well, they have a game where you can earn money by, like, fighting someone on a pool float, basically, oh if I remember correctly. And you buy bikinis and... The only male guy on the island is that guy who's like, woo, like all in the Dead or Alive series. And it's, it's, it's the entire game is like the definition of the male gaze. It's just designed for people to look at. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the game where. It, and it's, it's funny because that is how beach volleyball is. Like there was that whole thing about the fact that, that at the Olympics, women are required to wear bikinis. In beach volleyball, like the Olympics, you're required to wear bikinis. Yep. You, yeah, you you knew that, yeah, right? Yeah, I, that they, yeah, and that's uh, only was changed. Uh, like what the last Olympics was when they could actually wear different things other than bikinis. Yeah, I think so. I think and and it's just like, yeah, it extends to the real world, guys. This is how we treat people. But let's. Let's continue a yep. little bit. <laughs> Keep trucking. Well, Leah, what about the female gaze? You know, looking at sexy men. Isn't that like the same thing? Well, I'm glad you asked, Jordan. Uh, ha, I felt gross ha, saying. Ha, <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I'm glad you asked. So let's, that's an argument that gets brought up a lot of times. And those arguments don't consider how inconsistently women are portrayed as sexual objects or insistent insist incessantly women are portrayed as sexual objects it's a matter of mass like so a quote from uh an article by janice uh lorek uh talking about like the male gaze so i really like it it's like so is there a female gaze certainly beautiful men abound in cinema but I'd argue that there is no direct female equivalent of, ma- of the male gaze. The male gaze creates a power imbalance. It supports a patriarchal status quo, perpetuating women's real-life sexual objectification. Wow, it's a great statement. It's a great statement. Which is when people ask, say, what about the female gaze? You can say, mm, no. Because to have the male gaze is to perpetuate systematic oppression. It's the same as we could talk. We could get into the whole thing. Okay, I was about to say that. I was about to say it's like it's the same shit, different day. Sorry, would you like to read that? No, you got this. You got it. (laughs) 
I'm no, sorry. I just, that's so uh, funny. I was, I was about to say, it's the same thing as racism. It is the same thing as racism. To have that, you need to have a foundation of systematic oppression, which there is in sexism. It's called the patriarchy. And so, like, this is why the satire of the male body isn't as effective in changing things because it's viewed as, like, basically a joke versus, like, so when they do reversals in games, which there have been several yeah. games that, like, sexualize the male body as an example, it's basically viewed as a joke rather than being an actual, like, yeah. commentary on how bodies are this it, treated because it's not equal. And it's few and far between rather than, like, with the sexualization of female characters. That is everywhere and has been everywhere for years. And we, like, oh, yeah, well, look, that man character is sexualized. Like, yeah, like, once or twice. Like, it's it's not, like, I was yeah. giving my example earlier. It's like, yeah, you, you'll see it here and there. And, like, but think about it just being there in everything you watch. You turn on a movie and, like, you see a man, whatever, however sexually portrayed, you see that. You go flip the channel. Next thing is the same thing. You go to play a video. It's the same thing. It's not. It's not that, oh, yeah, the male gaze doesn't exist. It's that it's not the same thing. It's not yeah. constantly being yeah. shoved in your face. So, therefore, yes, oh, well, the male gaze is there. No, it's not. It's not. You you don't feel bad. Just like. There's several movies that have been, like, about reversing the situation where men are the sexualized ones. And, like, some of them do a decent jobs, but usually where they fail is the ending because they go back to the real world. Yep. And that's an issue because there's no way that you can make change. Like it, it's a local level change. And so it, 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 uh, it takes all the steam out of it because it's like, you're showing this world and they're like, Oh, I've learned. And then it's like, you're back in a world where it's almost, it's incredibly hard to make systematic change. Yeah. It's, it's incredibly difficult to deal with and to portray correctly in a movie. Um, because it's, yeah, it's just not the same. I think it's the difference between... We can go ahead and show, like, oh, yes, let's sexualize a female character. Or we can go and show a real character, like, portray this how this person would actually be like. And we don't get that. We don't get realistic views a lot of the times of women in these media, women in video games. We get a characterization of it. It's what men think women are is a lot of the time. And it shows the gender imbalance in like the design and in the people who are making the um the idea that what am i saying like who are who are enforcing what those designers have to do yeah. and i think we can also on the sense of patriarchal oppression talk about the censorship of the female body so that is another thing that's really like talked about we can talk about like the idea of the free the nipple movement where it's like or like tumblr with that whole like you can't show female presenting nipples. They've been presented. Like, what the fuck does that mean? Well, if you zoom in on a nipple, it's male or female. It's almost, it's incredibly impossible to tell which is the difference between the two. Like, it makes no sense that female bodies are often more censored. Like, so there's actually movies where um, there's sex in them. They've shown that basically ones that show female pleasure are more often given N17 ratings, which is the U.S. highest rating for, like, sexual... Like, it's higher than an R rating. 
And so, like, the idea is, like, uh, there's movies like Blue Valentine and a couple other ones where, yeah, they were given NC-17 ratings, not because they showed super graphic sex or violence or anything like that. They were given it because they showed women pleasuring themselves. Jeez. Yeah. And that happens. That happens so frequently. But, like, the fact is, is that we have multiple movies. I can, I can't, for some reason, I can't think of a name of one, but I know there are ones where guys are masturbating in the movie and that's, like, not even a thing. So it's, it's just, like, the female body is overall put under much more rigorous control and it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I mean, there's even the point where it was, like, the female body is shown, shown more nude in other shows and things like that, but the male body... Like we don't get, we don't see dicks and things. Come on, there's no, no. E- there's no, it's not equal. Regardless of which way it goes, it's not equal. And it's it's odd because like I think a good example is um, the like how sex, how gratuit, how sex is shown in a show like Outlander versus how it's shown in like Game of Thrones. And like we could uh, fiddle around with how both of those show like Outlander's not perfect, but like the fact of the matter is is that it has a lot of sex in it. There's a lot of sex in that show, but the way it shows sex is almost inherently different to how Game of Thrones shows sex. And they're both like very epic fantasy shows and like Outlander is much more equivalent there's scenes where you look over Jamie's body and there's scenes where you look over Claire's body and they both it's both taken from the perspective where I generally think that you are looking as if you're Claire looking at Jamie and as if you're Jamie looking at Claire and that it's way more equal at least in my mind that's how I generally see it is that it's often when those types of scenes are shown it is much more a joint effort, which you would think it would be a more joint thing because it's sex. But yeah, it's very different. How did we get on sex from costuming? Oh, I don't know. But that's how we gen- that's generally what happens because it's all tied up together because women are sexual objects for male gratification. Sorry. Yeah. So Bro, I got sorry, back, just back on the up. point is that is well, that was well, the point. But also back well, on a back different on point. the um costuming specifically point yeah costume. um so with the um sexualization of um female armor what what about the argument that is thrown out as it's empowering it's like what, what about that it's like it's, it's uh, empowering to the women to yeah. be wearing nothing and <laughs> hmm. yeah let's start for a second and y- your first first what you should tell that person is to shut the fuck up <laughs> uh second well Emphasize that again. And then, yeah, and then think, just because yeah. a character is, quote, badass or empowering doesn't mean their design or portrayal is not problematic. Like, oh, but it's empowering. This it's like, yeah. no, this doesn't mean it's not shitty. <laughs> yeah. You, like, we just spoke of the male gaze, which everybody knows now what the male gaze is. Yeah, it's an attack in d You still... Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just, Sorry. Oh, yeah. I'm imagining... Yeah, I will see. Um, you does it. <laughs> yeah you can you still exist within the patriarchy and intent matters and in reality you can be still perpetuating the act of the male gaze even if you feel it's empowering to you to wear whatever you want like there's a difference of spaces there's a difference of space and like 
your empowerment is coming, often you can consider the fact that what you think is empowering is also you feeling that you're living up to male beauty standards, male created beauty standards. And that's, that's what we need to like focus on is the fact that it, it's the idea that they're like, you can wear whatever you want. No, it's also you're perpetuating the media, what the, the, you know, everybody wants you, everybody wants of you. And you should consider that in your space. And I think, I think we, we talk about, and I, I love to use this example because I think there's a good example from the TV show Tales of the City, um, where, uh, the character, one of the older female characters, she goes into a co-op queer burlesque bar or like bar that has one woman doing a burlesque show so she's taking off her clothes and they're like why is that okay like how is that feminist i think is what's said and the they laugh at her the owner or the manager laughs at her and then the woman comes over and she's like she doesn't think you're being feminist or like whatever and the woman's like well it's a matter of space like it's truly a matter like they emphasize the fact that it's a matter of space it's the fact that this is the woman is owning her own body in a space that is designed to be safe for her where it's her making a commentary on her body and what she's doing in a space that's obviously not a group of people who are putting her under the male gaze and are appreciating her for being for doing it as a form of art like does that make sense does did i tell everybody that correctly like the idea that it's that it's a difference in where the context yeah, is. Yeah, no, I think that's fine. And I, I think that's a place that we have to, like, get to, which is, like, that we have to create these safe spaces. Like, that's the thing is that we should be allowed to wear what we want and do what we want. But the fact is, is that currently you, this is, it's so ingrained that it's, it's you're just, it's just playing into the system. Yeah. You're just playing into that con- continuation of the same principles, and it's 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 unfortunate, and it's it's yeah, I uh, yeah, and I yeah, yeah, Words. and but yeah, no, it's fine. I'm sorry. This is a lot of a lot of episode of just me <laughs> talking, but no, I think it's fine. I think I, I think it's I important. Think you're hitting all the points. I I'm learning things. <laughs> Good. Okay, so what are some things we can do, and like what are like ways we can help like change things to be less trash fire, I guess. Is the best way to ask it. Yeah. Yeah. One of those things that we said was to especially when it comes to gaming, because a lot of our examples were from specifically gaming, is to put pressure on the gaming companies, like to let them know that like this this isn't right. Like you shouldn't just be show putting in a female character just as a sex object. Like know that games aren't just a male dominate dominated area and that everybody is allowed to play games so when everybody looks at this they're gonna see that yeah you're just making trash and you're not making stuff that can be inclusive for all people so we all know as we've talked about that we've talked about multiple fighting games that are really bad offenders of this and one that we haven't talked about that we should like address here is mortal Kombat. mortal Kombat is one of the worst offenders for bad female armor. And then they hired a new, what was it, a costume director? Like, they hired a new costume designer. And now it's actually wearing, now the characters in Mortal Kombat 
have some of the best costumes. They look great. Like, it's really cool costumes, too. And they, a lot of the times, actually, they just look like the male costumes. Like, well, not just, but they they yeah. are similar to the male costumes where it's like, oh, yes, yeah, so females used to wear, like, revealing outfits. Now they wear practical outfits that the same, the same outfits that the men wore for practical for fighting. It makes sense. But just saying. I'm just saying, if you still look at those women, they're still yeah. good looking. They're still hot. Yeah, they're dude, still frost. hot. That's if that's really if you really need to get off on those things, they're still hot. So yeah, uh, but that's the thing, is that's an example of like how significant that change can be. And I know that some people reacted badly to it, but in reality, like uh, it makes me way more inclined to play Mortal Kombat when they have characters like that. And it doesn't change the fundamental nature of Mortal Kombat to have these characters wearing practical outfits. Yeah, dude. But yeah. Pressure. Pressure the game yeah, companies. Dude, pressure on the hinges. Um mm-hmm. then to extend cosplay to be a safe space. Like let everyone know that they look great in whatever they want to wear. And like spread it out to just like yeah, I'm gonna trip over saying all of this. But spread it out to be open for mm-hmm. everybody and to be safe for anybody to come into cosplay. Cause I know when we went to the um Comic Con, one of the things the panels we went to was like so they say you can't shouldn't cosplay and like trying to be open is like no that's people are wrong you can cosplay you can do whatever you want when it comes to cosplay i think the important thing is to that is that the people who are doing it professionally and who are doing it and making money off of it too should also be aware of like where they are in the system like you should be aware of what you're perpetuating and the fact is that like i one of them has made a comment in several videos that they don't know what they can do to make the system better you know what you can do to make the system better you're great at making costumes make costumes for people who don't who or show people the skills who don't think that they should be allowed to look like those characters like that's the thing is that if you only are dressing people who have perfect body types then you're perpetuating that same thing when you if you have the skills and you're producing outfits for other people produce them for everyone like that's that's a way that you can show that you are different from what the patriarchy is trying to enforce you to be make costumes for different people show them in those same beautiful lights and that they're all beautiful i think that's a real important thing is that like yeah cosplay has an interesting place where it's both empowering but at the same time exists within a system and you got to remember that that it exists within a system so and then another thing we could do like i am just completely obsessed with instagram right now and i follow a lot of artists and for the artists like the one things that they do and that i've noticed some things that i like is that they are both making their own characters that like have good costuming that's not like offensive or problematic or sexualized and they also are showing other alternative costumes to already created arts. That was really cool. Like showing that, yeah, not every character that you present has to like wear nothing to be sexy or to be cool. You can be mm-hmm. sexy and cool without just wearing pasties and um, a cod piece. Like a change that we can make is by, cre- I guess. Well, I get what you're trying to say. Yes, so you're please. trying to say that we can create art that shows what we would like yes to look, look like. someone knows what, what i'm we saying want the world to look like yeah what we want practical outfits we don't want spandex that shit shapes let's have decent like 
outfits for when we're stealthing around that like look normal like <laughs> like yeah so let's and focus on like making commentaries on these art pieces and stuff like that like there's a bunch of people who do that and- on on instagram and i think they're doing a good job in like creating this mass movement to try and encourage people to have better better costuming which will hopefully attack the male gaze a bit and and like indie like game creators are also doing it too and it's just create works of what you want to see and quote unquote be the change you want to see in the world (laughs) i know it's uh, corny and stupid but really like sometimes you have to show other like you have to be the example and that's one way we can yeah. help get through. And also support artists and support um, game designers and whatever fil- independent filmmakers who are doing the, like these things. Yeah, if you see if you see a game that has good, like does good things, support it. It's the same with the, what we were talking about the other day with movies. Take take your friends to go see movies with directors doing good stuff and costumers doing good things. Like it's yeah. the same. Like really, just just mm-hmm. go for it. <sighs> so we are wrapping up a little bit. Um, do you want to do a couple examples? Well, do you have a couple of examples of games or movies with great costuming? And then do you want to do our usual of talking about the one thing we've been doing recently? Yeah, sure. Um, so there's a couple examples I have that are like are good costuming. Um, I've been playing through uh, Nino Kuni. Uh, the first one Wrath with the, the White Witch. with the remastered version, yeah, White Witch. White Witch. <laughs> what? What? I, for some reason, it sounded weird. White. Um, but the costumes they have in that for the female characters are like just like pretty, like I like they're just fine. They're just perfect, you know. It's just they're just normal costumes. They even have a swimsuit. Because the city allows everybody to be in, has to everybody be in swimsuits, and they're, it's just a normal goddamn swimsuit. It's like, it's fine. I, and I'm like, oddly, that's like, it's, it, that's perfect. That's perfect. And what I, like, I re- we were playing, well, was that this week? Wow, that was a week ago. Dear Lord, yeah. time is flying. Whatever. So we were playing, well, Leah was playing a week ago, and I was watching, I remember one of her comments while, while I was playing, it's like, the cape physics on the main characters like you could tell how much work they put into the physics of the cape flowing and like brushing against you as you run and it's like man if all of this work was put into costuming all the time like could you imagine it's like why spend all the time putting it into boob physics when we just need cape physics or or uh running upstairs my god those games do the best running upstairs um, but like a couple other examples that are small, but like I think we could go back to the classic example of Sheik from Legend of Zelda. Like Sheik for a long like for a while, like it was like very much like who is Sheik? And Sheik is actually Zelda. Like it's Sheik is portrayed almost as a man, but it's a really good costume that's like realistic and it's like this isn't an old example of just like why let's yeah. Why does it have to be a zero suit Samus situation when it can be Zelda who looks perfectly fine in her princess outfit, but also looks amazing in her chic outfit? And yeah. And also Impa, who wears like the same outfits throughout the games, like it's the same thing as female. Her female armor isn't like to make her look sexy. It's practical rogue armor. 
because Impa is freaking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and so my examples, because, well, my, I have been screaming about this game for the last two years, and I don't think I'll stop screaming about it until I'm dead, which hopefully will not be soon. <laughs> the um, <laughs> Horizon Zero Dawn, people. The costume in that game, I love the costume in that game so much. It's all practical leather armor and cloth armor for a ranger character throughout the whole game. And it's just like, even her stealth armor, it's like um, brown and green and she has ties of um, like plants and everything in it too. Because, you know, you're going to be hiding in bushes a lot. So you aren't going to be showing like, you know, your lily skin in the sun. You want to like be wearing dark clothes and green for hiding in a bush like a rogue does. Come on. And just all, all of its practical leather armor, and not only just for the main character Aloy, but it spreads out to everybody. Um, you'll get later in the game the Karja armor, but like those are the quote-unquote sexy armors of the game because like, you know, the Karja, they're more of the affluent and rich, and so they wear like vibrant colors and skimpy clothes because they're they're the rich people. And it's not even it's not even skimpy, really. It's some people just happen to show midriff. But just Horizon has some of the best armor, especially the ice armor. I did post that for you, Leah. It's the blue one, the first one I posted. Because it, it's it's the best, it's the best armor. It's the best game. And it makes sense for a ranger. It's good leather ranger armor. Dear Lord, I could scream about this game so much. Please, everybody, go play Horizon Zero Dawn. If it's not your game, watch me play it. I'll play it for you. Holy crap. Ta email us at Side Characters Pod and I will play Horizon for you. I love the game. It's practical. Well, I already talked about pretty much that I've been playing Nino Kuni. That's been my game of the thing, and I'm assuming the next time we record, I'll be talking about Animal Crossing because I have to wait to get that. But we're yeah, Nino Kuni is a great game. Highly recommend it. It's just so endearing and wonderful and oh, beautiful to look at. Yeah, and mine. I mean, it's not like. It's not going to be a Nino Cutie or it's going to be an Animal Crossing, but I've been playing the game Control, which is like a paranormal sci-fi game. You're um, in pretty much like evil paranormal CIA headquarters, or you're kind of finding a mystery throughout the place of what's what's going on. It's like these weird, the hiss is taking over people. And you're, I forget what the main character's name, because I've only played a couple hours of it, and that was like a week ago. Um, but you're, okay. so yeah, you play as Jessie Faden as she, you know, just goes through this evil CIA paranormal agency and is trying to figure out the, um, what the hell's going on. It's really cool so far. The monologues are great. The graphics are great. Um, I'm playing on Xbox. It glitches every now and then, but it's so far really cool. Main character Jesse is pretty awesome, and yeah, just loving it. And so that's all I've been doing. Okay, so yeah, now this has been the Side Characters Podcast. I think next week we're going to be talking about a little bit of gaming and have some guests finally. And yeah, so yeah. definitely, guys, check out some of the things we've been talking about recently, and I just hope everybody has a good day. So we'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>